welcome to Vitally You, a podcast created to introduce you to the tools that will be your roadmap for feeling younger while growing older. I'm your host, Dana Frost, a wellness expert, life coach, and energy medicine practitioner. Here's what you can expect. Conversations about vitality from the inside out with guest experts in the field of health, culture, and spirituality and solo episodes along the way from me where I do deep dives into the topics of aging, heart intelligence, energy medicine, and your innate capacity to heal. If you want to feel younger while growing older, this is the place for you. Hi everyone, this is Dana Frost, your host of the Vitally You podcast. You are in for a treat on today's episode. My guest this week is Dr. David Rosensweet. He was recently named one of the biggest names in anti-aging medicine by the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. He is the author of the books Menopause and Natural Hormones and Happy Healthy Hormones, How to Thrive in Menopause. He is the founder and co-chair of the Coalition to Protect Compounded Bioidentical Hormones. He is the organizer of a national summit committee on the treatment of women in menopause with bioidentical hormones. He's also the principal investigator for a scientific study of female hormones. Dr. Rosensweet graduated from a medical school in the 60s. He has decades of experience treating women with hormone replacement therapy, and he has been on the front line as a physician for the swinging pendulum of women's health and hormone replacement. I have to admit, I was totally charmed by Dr. Rosensweet. He is a treasure trove of medical history and context regarding women's health. And you will see, you're going to see how much he really cares about how we age and the impact our hormone loss has on quality of life. I was eager to talk to Dr. Rosensweet because of my own hormone replacement journey over the past two years. Some of you may or may not know that I've tried to go back on bioidentical hormones and I've been unsuccessful. I was really blunt about my experience with the field of gynecology as I moved into menopause or perimenopause rather. He received my concerns with a listening heart and listening ears, and he persuaded me to revisit hormone replacement therapy. I am telling you, he is a very special person. Now, as listeners, you are going to receive a free download of his book, Happy Healthy Hormones. I just finished it and I urge you, please download and read it. It has, well, it's it's information that we need if we want to age feeling younger while growing older. I am so excited to welcome Dr. Rosensweet to the show. Well, Dr. Rosensweet, welcome to the Vitally You podcast. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. Well, thank you, Dana. It's always a pleasure for me to talk about my one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. So Dr. Rosensweet, when I was reading about your very honored career in hormone therapy, I was so impressed and I was so excited to bring you before the Vitally You community because I think that you have a voice as a decades-long medical practitioner to give us that voice of what is it like on your side of the table when you have, you know, my side as client as patient and your side as practitioner and doctor. So why don't you just start by letting us know how did you come to be 
to this place in your career where, you know, you're speaking before the government, you're a spokesperson, you've written books, really on, an expert on hormone therapy. <laughs> That's quite a question. <laughs> I love medical school. And as even as a, this was 1968, when I was a senior, I also started asking the question, well, well, what else is available besides my traditional training? And I got into exploring Chinese medicine and nutrition. And so, you know, do the math, 1968, I graduated, I was immediately getting into diet, nutrition and toxicity and just because I was curious. And, um, then along in the early 1990s, a patient of mine, who I knew very well, she was in her mid-40s. Uh, she Think about this. She retired in her mid-40s. What does it take to do that? That's how brilliant she was. And I'm in my office really early, sitting at my desk, doing some paperwork. She just storms into my consultation room unannounced, walks up to my desk, pounds her fist on my desk, and said, don't think you know me. And she was really angry and really upset. She says, I'm going crazy. And don't, don't pretend that I'm not. And uh, serendipitously, shall we say, two weeks prior, this is the early 1990s, I had spoken to a world expert, a medical doctor on progesterone. And uh, I gave Deborah some progesterone. And three weeks later, I got a letter from her. That's how things were done in those days. <laughs> saying, I can't believe that stuff. She says, I'm totally myself again. Thank you so much. And I've been so one with being a physician since I was a little boy that my career's unfolded. It's not like I'm necessarily wanting to control it or was have any control over it. And before long, I was starting to see a lot more women in menopause. And I really liked it. It was really the, the alley of what I love, biochemistry, equations, hormones. And so it just kept on growing and building. And that's how it happened. It happened automatically. And with anyone in medicine, the process is the same. It's what you learn and um, the number of patients you see and the number of issues you get to work out. And in the 1990s, there wasn't much known about treating women in menopause. And so I figured the hormones are going into a woman's body. If the woman knows a certain amount, we can partner this one and figure it out. Because I had already discovered that women were very individual, wide range of needs and hormonal balance. And that's what happens to every physician or every auto mechanic. You know, you learn one car, one woman at a time. And you keep solving issues. And, and because that's the only thing I've been doing for now 30 years, you learn a lot. That's so interesting, Dr. Rosensweet. And I think that, you know, from a, a patient perspective and a health practitioner perspective, what I've experienced more than not versus and what I see clients experiencing is that the doctor doesn't have that. It's very individual woman to woman, which is what you have said. And this you know, you mentioned earlier that you really dove into, you were curious about traditional Chinese medicine, you were curious about nutrition. And so this curiosity, when we have that curiosity, it leads us to pursue a banquet of possibilities for the healing journey. And so I really appreciate that you had that curiosity. I think that that's what's probably made you really successful Tell me if this is right, but it's, I think that, again, this is just from experience. It's not really a judgment, but it's from, you know, this experience that 
the doctor has one protocol or one or two protocols for all women and that gets, you know, prescribed. And there's a lot of frustration from the patient side with women where it comes to hormones with their doctors. So it sounds like you've had a very different experience because you were looking at each woman as an individual. Yeah, and it's a very unusual field. Something occurred in women's medicine that I've never seen in my whole career. And when I was growing up in medicine, there was this differentiation occurring into specialties. I mean, my uncles were general practitioners, and that was not what was going on when I was a young doctor. They were specializing in surgery, urology, cardiology, arrhythmia within cardiology, these ultra specialties. And the place that that did not occur was in women's medicine. Because in 2002, this very unusual thing happened. This false report came out. It was false suggesting that hormones could be related to increased risk for breast cancer. That was false. It's totally false. But it exploded on the media, and it scared physicians, and it scared women all over the world. And so while these other fields of medicine were creating these ultra-specialties where you could go to a lot of well-trained folks who could do great stuff, gynecologists, urologists, high blood pressure specialists, you couldn't do it for women in menopause. I'm one of the few specialists that I've ever met, and I I have a lot of exposure to a lot of docs. And it was because of that false information that this knowledge base just was not being developed. In fact, there was fear of it. But so many women were in so much duress that people who were specializing in other fields knew that they could prescribe something and they prescribed something and it didn't work that well, or sometimes it did. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's, that's part of the issue there, the Women's Health Initiative study, which was false. And so if you want, I can take us right into the problems in that study or not. You tell me. Yeah, well, I think that maybe what you could speak into is where, so that's where we, that's where conventional medicine went wrong in women's health and what was the impact of that? Let me just preface you for something. I lived in South America for 10 years. I lived in Argentina for two years. I lived in Brazil for eight years. And so, you know, for eight years, that's a good stretch of time. It was after i had had my children and I was, you know, doing my yearly checkups with my gynecologist, but it was kind of uneventful, except that when I, we adopted two children while we were living in Brazil and there was that adaptation process. It was tumultuous. And so I had, when I went for my yearly checkup with my gynecologist, it was a woman, I just burst into tears because I felt overwhelmed. And, you know, she listened to me. She took the time. What I, what I experienced in Brazil is that doctors had the freedom to spend time with their patients. She took the time. She listened what's going on. Yes. I knew that you adopted two children and I know because I was in conversation with friends back in the U.S., I know that if I would have been in the U.S., she would have automatically said, you need an antidepressant. This doctor said, you know, I think you need a vacation with your husband. Can the two of you, is there any way <laughs> that you can get away? And how can you begin to take better care of yourself in light of the heavy load you're carrying? That was the conversation we had. 
which was really transformational because I then did, I worked it out. We worked it out so that we got away. And, and then I hired a coach and just started working on, okay, I need, if I'm going to be carrying this load, I need to take care of myself. Those are really um, cornerstone conversations that can be had with that person, whether it's a doctor who we go to and we are having a crisis that's impacting us. So then you fast forward and I'm back in the U.S. and I'm, I have a, a real health crisis. I have a pacemaker, by the way. And, and you know, simultaneously, I had this, what I learned later, I was in perimenopause and I was having perimenopausal symptoms. And I felt like your woman who came into your office and said, I'm going crazy. This isn't me. What's happening in my body? It's not really me. And when I, you know, the first stop after the pacemaker was implanted, so we knew the heart was pacing correctly, was to my gynecologist. And she just said, well, women your age go on antidepressants. And I said, well, I'm not depressed. So it took me, you know, I saw several different practitioners finally landed on one integrative internist who did the internal like investigation and curiosity, which is what I think you are bringing to your, you brought to your patients is this curiosity, what's going on? What's everything that's going on? Without going into the details, because my community knows that story, you know, over the course of a year, we did a lot of cleaning up of the gut. We, she had me going to um, acupuncture once a week. Then we finally came to this point of, she said, Dana, you still don't have the resilience that I would like for you to have at your age. I was, at that point, I was 46. And she said, let's start bioidentical hormones. So after we did this cleanup, we I went on bioidentical hormones and it really was, it was that spark after doing the cleanup that made a big difference in my life. And so when that health crisis was happening for me, I called my friends in Brazil, all my Brazilian friends, and I said, what are the doctors doing in Brazil? When you are entering, you know, you have these symptoms that you feel like you're going crazy and irregular bleeding and you can't sleep. What are the doctors in Brazil doing? And they said, well, we're getting on bioidentical hormones and we feel amazing. So one of the things I noticed, the difference between the Brazilian method and the conventional American method is doctors in Brazil, they really want women to feel vibrant. They want women to feel vital no matter what their age is. So I wanted just to share that to kind of preface for you what my story is in terms of what my experience is. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is just to let the community hear from somebody who's been successful treating women with bioidentical hormones. Yes, that's my answer. <laughs> Where should we go with that? I went down that rabbit hole because you mentioned the um, report that came out in in the U.S. at that time, and how it you know spearheaded the the women's hormone health in a in kind of in a in the wrong direction in many ways. It was guided, yeah. and so you were you know on your journey with women. Where how do you think that turning the tide back to bioidentical hormones? How did that happen? Did what were you seeing? In the Let's see. I grew up in an era where being a doctor was such a privilege and fascinating. And not every single doctor was excellent, but there was this thing called a good doctor. And I get shivers and tears when I think about it. And I grew up as a medical doctor. And to this very day, I know 
a lot of good doctors. Mm -hmm. And the medical terrain has changed. And there's economic forces that have changed it. And with the, I mean, we live in a system where there's a third party making big bucks. And in order for the system to function, when you've got the money being drained off, called insurance companies, the doctors have had to work much harder. And the insurance companies are pretty much dictating how it's all coming down. And the doctors got to, they're under tremendous pressure to work fast and see more patients because that's how the insurance companies make their profit and the shareholders. So it's the, you know, <laughs> it's a, the part of it is the illness of consciousness because we are at this time in human history, what's emerged in the United States is this. Well, there's another thing going on. You went on to an integrative uh, internist. And this is an internist. I don't know that person, but, or maybe I do. There's been thousands of medical doctors and osteopathic doctors and naturopathic doctors and nurse practitioners who said, oh, Gavalt, I had enough of the system. I want to do good medicine. And they take a big risk. They lift, leap off a cliff. Uh, they, you know, they got a lot of challenges because the insurance companies don't want to pay for these folks who are taking time. They don't want to, they're not going to pay a bill for, you're not seeing five patients an hour. You forget about it. But any medical issue, it takes time to do really good work. And so your Brazilian doctor did that. And your internist did that. And your internist followed the bouncing ball because they gave, because they had done extra training and they started to get at what's caused, what's the origin of this stuff. And they wound up with bioidentical hormones as part of the process. And the good news is, is that I've watched this tremendous tide change take place in medicine to when, when I started out, there wasn't a word called functional medicine or holistic medicine, but we, myself and several others, we just started doing it. And now there's thousands. I went to, I spoke in front of a conference in Vegas a couple months ago that I spoke in front of 3,500 doctors. <laughs> all interested in how does this work? How do we become great at this again? So the tide is changing and that what it comes down to practically for your audience is that each individual woman needs to go shopping. Yeah, gotta go shopping. You have got to find amongst the, more, the tremendous number of physicians out there, if you're in midlife, as we teach our physicians, Man, to go for the hormones first. First and foremost, number one, do the hormones. These things are so powerful that when a woman loses it or a man loses it, man loses his erection. What else has he lost? Mm -hmm. Lots. When a woman loses the three, three of the most powerful biochemicals in her body, she loses her mood, she loses her mind, her arteries, her bones, her vagina, her libido, her energy, because these biochemicals are so powerful. So anyone in midlife who has a series of medical issues going on, what we train our physicians is don't do an extensive workup. Treat the hormones first and see what's left. And sometimes there is things left. Sometimes there's diabetes, sometimes there's hypertension, all kinds of stuff, but a lot of times there's not much left. But what's imperative for each individual woman is she's gotta go shopping until she finds a physician or nurse practitioner mm -hmm 
who has taken a great interest in hormones mm-hmm. because there's a lot to it. It is doesn't work. The one pill I'll see you next year. Each individual is, woman is an individual. There's a wide range of needs. Just in estrogen alone, some young, healthy, fertile women, they need this much estrogen. Other women who are healthy, fertile, regularly menstruating, they need this much, over three times the amount. That's just estrogen. What about testosterone and progesterone and the balance between the three? There's a lot of moving parts, and it's no problem at all for someone who loves this work. They learn it. In fact, I, we've, uh, I think you are giving out as a possible gift uh, a free PDF copy of my book, Happy Healthy Hormones. I, I highly recommend women download and actually read it if you can, because you're going to learn what you're shopping for. And basically what you're shopping for is a doctor like you described your Brazilian doctor. They're taking a risk. They want to really know what's going on. They're they're earnestly wanting to help you solve what the challenges are, and they're going to take the time to do it. And the second thing, so you want to be able to trust that person. You want to be able to communicate with that person. You want to feel like that person is going to partner you in this journey. And another thing is you want them to be really well-trained in hormones because there's a lot of moving parts. And to get it excellent, it's a real process. And you can get excellent at it. If you, so if you go shopping and you find someone who really knows what they're doing, you're home free. And that's what you need. That's what your audience needs. They need to go shopping. That's the only job. It can be helpful to learn some things, but you don't want to try and manage your own case. Yeah, I think with hormones, you're absolutely right. And I, I just I really love everything that you've just said. This, this is it's such a pearl of wisdom for the listeners. And I love that you have the faith that they're out there, that these practitioners are out there. You obviously know them. Where Do you have any recommended websites where you know we might be finding these doctors across the country? Yes. The A4M, that's capital A, the numeral four, capital M, or there's other organizations as well. IFM, capital I, capital F, capital M. These They have websites. But one of the best things you can do is go to your local compounding pharmacist. There are 8,500 compounding pharmacists in the United States. They're everywhere. They're receiving the prescriptions from providers in their area who are prescribing compounded bioidentical hormones. And these pharmacists are going to know who's doing the good work and who's Mm -hmm. not. So you ask them for recommendations. Or go to our website, bright.live, B-R-I-T-E dot live. And you can contact us because I spend most of my time training and mentoring physicians and nurse practitioners. And that's our whole focus is get providers excellent at this, not good at it. We want them to be excellent. If you go to any urologist in this planet or gynecologist, whether they have good bedside manner or not, that's a different story. But they all undergo rigorous training. And by the time they're doing an operation, they've done a lot of operations usually. And there's not discussions at the periphery. Their body of knowledge is solid. And you can get some excellent treatment from thousands of orthopedic surgeons, thousands of gynecologists for their lane. Well, you can't necessarily get that 
in the world of hormones. So we want you to go shopping. And it's easier now than ever because of telemedicine, because menopause medicine, andropause medicine, lends itself beautiful to virtual. I do not need to see a patient in person. So long as they have a primary care provider that is seeing them in person when they have needs, we can do everything by telemedicine. That means that you can. all you need to do is find someone who's excellent in your state. And then a lot of physicians and nurse practitioners these days, they're licensed in 5, 10, 15, 20 states, all, all 50 states. So it is easier than ever, but go to bright.live, check us out, because I know the training program we're putting people through. And we've, we've worked hard to develop standard of care, and we're working towards board certification, so I can really vouch for our own. I know it's excellent. Yeah, well, that gives me, you're giving me a lot of hope. And actually, I went off my bioidentical hormones in January of 2020 because I was just curious what's going to happen if I go off of them after being on them for a number of years. And I didn't, you know, the only thing I noticed is wrinkles. I know there are longer term, you know, things since then I've tried to go back on them. And I'm very open with my guests. I mean, with my listeners, with the community, you know, I'll have intermittent bleeding that is more than what I, I want. And the two doctors I've gone to, they haven't, like when you talk about a compounding pharmacy, they're not working that way. You know, they're not, because what I hear you saying, and which is what I have read and know to be true, there are doctors who are really dialing down into each woman's case to get it just right, just exactly what their body needs. Because maybe my body doesn't need, you know, the one that comes from the pharmaceutical company. It might need slightly different because obviously it's causing me to, to bleed. So I think that this is, it's really interesting. You give me a lot of hope and hopefully for the listeners, because I do know those hormones are so protective, heart protective, bone protective. Yeah. And so Dr. Rosensweet, as you, I love what you said about the insurance companies, because I see this and I know fellow practitioners see this as a real barrier to the kind of healing medicine we all want is when you have that third party payer and they're dictating to the doctors what the doctors can do. And I think that is that's that's one of the big um, barriers we have in healthcare today. Yeah. Uh, unequal distribution of the resources <laughs> is a deep human problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every era throughout the human history has had its challenges. And, you know, we want to get real friendly with challenges, as friendly as we can, because it's part of what's built into human life is lots of challenges. And those who really embrace the challenges are going to be the ones who are going to succeed. And it's important to, to put to put the shoulder to the wheel and do what you need to do. It's you know it's it's extremely important, and you can find a way if it matters mm -hmm. to you. I don't know. I don't want to get too philosophical about it, because there's been inequities, severe, horrible, horrendous inequities throughout human history, facing the majority of human beings on Earth, and from my perspective. There's ways that things are still extremely challenging, severely so. 
But there's this whole new wave of millions of American women and almost as many American men who, they got a new value system going on. So how can we lead a better life? How can we be more golden ruley? How can we grow uh, in our consciousness, in our heart, in our kindness? And uh, so we're at the front of a wave that is growing. It is tidal, and, but this is the time we're in. There's still a tremendous amount of unconsciousness. So the choice I made is just smile when you run into the unconsciousness and don't give it the time of day. Just do what we need to do. And what women and men need to do, it's so crucial midlife. I know I'm repeating myself, is find the hormone specialist who knows about how to do it right. Take that project on and you will pay more money. And I've gotten used to this my whole life. It's like, yeah, I want to eat well. Well, guess what? I have to travel further and and pay more money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's a priority. So I just build it in as part of what life mm-hmm. is. Yeah, you have a lot of wisdom, Dr. Rosensweet, and I, I really appreciate those. I like that you went a little more philosophical because I think that we're in the times that we're in really demand for all of us to uplevel our consciousness and to be really strategic and know what do we want And, you know, how then are we going to behave on a moment by moment basis? How are we going to show up for ourselves, for our world? And, you know, we're at the stage where we can't, we can't outsource our health. We need guides, you know, so women, we need, we need hormone guides, but we can't outsource those decisions for ourselves. And we, you know, I grew up, I'm a, I was born in 1966. I grew up in a time when, you know, doctors know best. And over time, I would say it was really in the 90s as I became a mom, I I really began questioning that as I started doing my own study on nutrition and and my own health and, you know, seeing my ancestors age and go into diabetes. And then I became pre-diabetic and realized I have agency actually to to determine what is the health I want to experience. And every decision I make supports that. Or it doesn't support that. And I want to return to your own individual situation. If, you know, you went off bioidentical hormones, a lot of times you don't realize what's going on underneath the surface and it really matters. Because your life is going to be absolutely as meaningful to you when you're 80 and when you're 90 as it is right now. And these hormones are so powerful and they're so influential that it's almost a guarantee that without the ovarian hormones, you lose your bones, you lose the arterial protection, your risk for arterial sclerosis, heart attack, and stroke shoots up, you lose your vagina. These are guarantees. These aren't maybes. Many women lose their cognitive abilities and it happens slowly. It happens molecule by molecule. You don't... there's a lot of women that go into menopause and the symptoms are so severe. They can't sleep. They're getting these disruptive hot flashes. They wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep. Well, I think that's a great thing. And 75% of the women have this because they get so motivated to do something about it because they just can't function. But there's 25% of the women, they don't feel what's going on. They're losing their bones 
they're losing their muscles, et cetera, et cetera, but they don't feel it. And they wonder, why is, why are these other women having trouble? Menopause is easy. I had an easy menopause. No. So my encouragement is be proactive, just like you were suggesting. Take this one in hand. And it all comes down to that same job. Find someone who knows what they're mm -hmm. doing. And back to your situation, if you were bleeding, there's pilot error. That's all there is to it. Sometimes you've got a fibroid. Sometimes you even have something more significant, mm -hmm. like an endometrial cancer. It's very rare. But most often it's too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. So someone didn't get the balance right. And it can discourage you. And there's a lot of women, when you go on to social media, you can see a lot of women are lost. They, they tried hormones, but they couldn't get it right. And they're discouraged. And they think, well, hormones might not be the right thing. But I'm going to say it's pilot error. You wouldn't have this problem if you fractured a bone. You'd go to the nearest orthopedic surgeon in your town. You just walk in and you get good service mm -hmm. most of the time. You wouldn't have this problem if you want to deliver a baby. A lot of, there's a lot of well-trained obstetricians out there with a lot of experience. You just go to your local, someone you liked, and you do fine. But that's not true about hormones. You're still at a very primitive area because of the big setback of everyone getting scared, falsely scared. Perhaps I could address that. Is that okay, Dana? Absolutely, yes. Um, for a thousand years, women and men have been treated with hormones. The Chinese had young women go pee into an outhouse and collected all their urine. And they had young men go into a different outhouse and collect all their urine. They dried it out, and there was a powder left behind. And that powder contained, among other things, hormones. And the aristocracy ate those hormones and did great. And then in the 1940s, the pharmaceutical industry figured out that they could do a similar thing. Only they didn't want to do it with women, so they did it with pregnant mares. And Premarin was developed. And by 2002, 40% of American women were on Premarin or Prempro, pregnant mare-derived. And you know, those women did a lot better than the other women, a lot better. And there was 18 million American women. And then out comes this study that was falsely reported. So I want to, it said that it was increased risk. So I want to give you the science of what's actually scientifically so. And I devote a chapter to it in Happy Healthy Hormones, which people can download from your website, right? Mm -hmm. Chapter three, that we're all vulnerable to thousands of diagnoses. And a lot of them are not pleasant. And some of them are really severe. And we're all vulnerable to possible uh, hundreds of cancers are possible. As a male, I have an increased relative risk for prostate cancer, and there's reasons for that. Women have increased relative risk for breast cancer, and there's reasons for that. Didn't used to be so. Not when I was in medical school. Now it is so. And yet, given all of that, women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are not treated with hormones. Women who have special genetic vulnerability with an increased risk incidence for breast cancer, those with something called a BRCA mutation, they have an increased relative risk for developing cancer, but they're at less risk if they're treated with hormones than if they're not treated. Women who've had breast cancer 
and had the breast cancer properly treated, they have a higher relative risk of recurrence than a woman who's never had cancer has of getting it. But they have less relative risk of recurrence of that cancer if they're treated with hormones. And the best studies have been done on women who were treated with pregnant, mary urine, dried out, put in a pill, Premarin or Prempro. Bioidenticals intuitively just have got to improve on that because they're the same molecule as came out of the ovary. So the science is women who are treated with hormones are at less risk. And you can dig deeper than my chapter three. You can read a book called Estrogen Matters by an oncologist, a cancer specialist who specialized in treating women with breast cancer, Avram Blooming, Estrogen Matters. So if you're concerned about risk, go so far as to read my book, Chapter 3. It's free, free PDF version. Or read Dr. Blooming's book if you're really concerned. But I want to emphasize that, that the science is we're all at risk. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting rid of that risk, but we're at less risk for treated with hormones. Well, those are really good pieces of advice. And I did start reading your download PDF. I will finish it and I encourage all the listeners to read it as well. It sounds like, I feel like you've given me personally a lot of hope and I'm going to go looking on your website for a a hormone specialist in Florida. So thank you, Dr. Rosensweet. You know, you have so much experience and just a deep well of wisdom. And I really appreciate that you took your time to be with us today. My honor, Dana. So I have a question I ask all my guests, and that is, what does feeling younger while growing older mean to you? Well, I I, uh, I don't know that I've ever lost my youngness. I think we human beings are a combination mm-hmm. of infant, child, adolescent, and that we keep them alive. They're all living within us. We don't just abandon them, some of the special parts. And then because I've devoted 50 years of my life to trying to heal my emotions and my mind, my life, I have more access than ever before in my age than I ever have. So I'm more, I enjoy life more than I ever have. I've always enjoyed life. I've always been deeply grateful. But because I devoted myself to healing, physician healed myself, what did it do? It allows me to be more present in the moment, more accepting of what's going on in myself and the very world I'm involved in, which is, I'm, it's part of what I'm manifesting. Mm -hmm. And there, And there's so much beauty and so much delight and so much pleasure if you just open our eyes and our hearts. It's so rich. It's just so rich. So my body, I've got mileage. (laughs) Believe me, I've got mileage. But I wouldn't trade one drop of the healing that I've done to help me be more present in the moment with you, Dana, on this, on this very show podcast that we're doing together. Yeah, that is so such a beautiful response. And I really feel it from your heart. And I just love having, you know, meeting people on this podcast and being able to have these just very transparent, authentic, open communication conversations and 
it's just, it's really been such an honor to have you, Dr. Rosensweet. I really honor and appreciate the work that you've done on behalf of women during your career and that you really see yourself as a healer. A doctor can be a healer, but we all, everyone is a healer in some capacity if they choose to be. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on the Vitally You podcast. I want to give a shout out to Linda MRG, who left this review on Apple Podcast. Great show. Two great ladies in one show. Loved your episode with Carol Covino. So if you missed this episode, it is a very important episode about strength training for women. And I urge you to go back and listen to it if you missed it. Thank you for joining us this week once again. And if you are enjoying this show, please hit subscribe, download, and share the link with friends. And as always, I am streaming love from my heart to yours.